Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. As businesses continue to adjust to the new normal, IntelliHR is looking at how the relationship between coaches and high-performing athletes can be applied to business. In this HR chat, we're going to consider the science of high performance and how lessons from pro sport can help leaders, HR and employees to excel. My guest this time is Rob Bramage, founder and CEO of IntelliHR, a global cloud-based people management platform that allows organizations to maintain a real-time handle on performance creating a culture that contributes to strategic decision-making with data-driven insights. Rob is an HR tech specialist with 20-plus years' experience in the industry. His entrepreneurial flair and continuous forward-thinking improvement is fueled by his passion for HR and high-performing businesses. His career has centred around the field of building validated performance prediction models, developing his expertise in human capital management analytics. Rob, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much, Bill. Great to be here. So beyond my wee introduction there, Rob, please tell our listeners a bit more about yourself, your career background, and how you came to, to IntelliHR. No, sure. Um, yeah, basically, um, probably for, yeah, we'll just say 20 years, uh, I've been working in the area of uh, HR consulting, but specifically focusing on helping businesses understand performance, what it actually looks like. So building predictive models actually for performance and retention within those organisations. Um, doing that work, um, you know, time and motion studies and, and looking at a, a lot of different sort of factors that can actually lead to high performance in those businesses, realise that uh, there was a, a very big absence of data in organisations. So, you know, typically if you're actually looking at a person's performance, and this is going back a number of years, but all you could get was the once a year annual review rating and, um, you know, digging deeper into all of this. Um, obviously, performance doesn't happen just once a year. It, it's continuous, you know, every single day. So started quite a strong interest in around continuous performance, what that looked like, uh, the measurement tools and tools to actually connect a leader and a team member and started to build a software application which um, has actually now turned into IntelliHR which is uh, really exciting so yeah coming from the consulting side building a software application that um, basically enables businesses and leaders and, and also people um, you know in around the, the space of performance. We are shortly going to get into how one can use the lessons from elite sports and, and and translate those into into leadership practices, uh, which is a, a pretty fun conversation. Something I think that most of our listeners can relate to and, and aspire to. But before we get into the details, there at a, at a higher level, Rob, how has thinking about high performance and leadership changed over the course of the last year since since the COVID crisis began? Yeah, I think probably the biggest factor, um, you know, if you if you go back to COVID, we were talking about the future of work and, you know, that was looking at core factors and around where people work, uh, how they work and, and who actually does the work as well. Um, you know, come along uh, the, the global pandemic and, you know, the, the easiest thing to say, it's an absolute 
global business level are. Every business has gone through exactly the same, uh, I suppose, conditions and changes to the way they need to operate business and, and more importantly, how they actually not only look after their people but how they actually see their people and, and that is actually moving to distributed workforces and actually starting to work with people remotely um, and, and also working with the whole person. You know, when, when someone's actually in their home, uh, there's no more reality of, of a whole person coming to work every single day. So a lot of the things we talked about just became instant reality in that regard. And I think the biggest thing that's changed leadership, it's not leadership or organisation by sight anymore. Um, and um, having a remote or distributed workforce, um, you know, the, the way you actually connect and um, I suppose um, work with people is remarkably different. And, and that's what I think has actually fundamentally changed uh, leadership where they've had to change a gear, had to adapt, had to really look at different ways of connecting more routinely um, and, and really helping people be a lot more autonomous um, in, in around their actual work. So um, the, the good old Dan Pink's work around autonomy, mastery and purpose um, you know, has really come to the forefront in around how a, a leader really needs to look after their people. Avid listeners of this show will uh, will be familiar with, a, with an episode we published a little while back, which was previewing uh, an event that you guys put on, uh, your performance summit, which was pretty awesome. And it had a focus on the connection between el- elite sports and, and leadership. Um, and as part of that event, Rob, you had Teresa Resch, who's uh, VP of Basketball Operations and Player Development for the awesome, wonderful, former champions, <laughs> Toronto Raptors. If... No, no bias here at all, listeners. Of course, I'm, I'm totally not a Raptors fan. And, and she, so she spoke at your <laughs> summit. Um, on, yes. on the science of performance. But why, why that focus on sports, Rob? It's, it's like anything. Um, to learn or to change, it's expose yourself to different thinking. And, you know, business, uh, whilst a lot of people say there's some parallels between sport, um, there's just so many learnings that you can actually take from an elite sports team, um, you know, the mechanics, the things that actually go in for them to be as successful and perform every single you know, time they, they run onto a court, so to speak. So, you know, we, we, we went down the path of, you know, science of performance and, and a really big sort of deep dive look at sports and how they actually do it because, um, you know, there's just so many learnings in there. And I think the biggest takeaway, and Teresa is just such an inspiration and, you know, um, you know, she was so passionate about what she's doing and why she's doing it and, and, and how they actually, you know, connect everything. Uh, she refers to herself as the, the, the glue guy in the team, which is uh, really cool. But the, the biggest thing she talks about is their greatest resource as an elite sports team is their people. Um, you know, every business talks about uh, our greatest asset is people. Um, and it's an interesting one where they see it as resource and business sometimes references it as an asset. Um, but extending that further, she then spoke about how, um, you know, uh, the, the greatest um resource that a person actually has um, is actually time and and how critical time is um, and how urgent time is uh, in an elite sports team and you know um, I think there's just so many learnings that a business can actually take away from you know understanding people as a resource understanding their greatest resources their time uh, and how you actually optimize your business your processes your organization to to um, you know give people the most time that they can have uh, focusing on the things that are actually most important and um, you know uh, yeah Teresa talks 
brilliantly about that, obviously. Um, and, um, you know, um, lots of great application to, to business and, and how they actually do it. Okay, I, I respect Teresa. I would say, however, their biggest resource, their best resource is their fans. Don't ever forget about their fans. Right? Come on. We, were there, we were there every way, every step of the way. Yeah, so, well, oh, look, and they do talk <laughs> to that, to, to be honest. Um, you know, Teresa talked, you know, uh, around how important everything, you know, is to actually come together. And, um, you know, the after the keynote, uh, Abhinav and myself actually spoke um, quite a lot, just in around actually even the... the ownership of the team and you know what different ownership of the team actually meant to the the resources that they actually had so you know i think it's a it's a massive formula of a lot of things coming together to 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 really you know i suppose lead to success and and, and that as a any business owner and any hr team member or, or a leader it, it's actually having the time to think about all of those things that that really help you get to to where you're going to okay so let's continue on then with this with this thread in terms of linking uh, elite sports and, and leadership. We, we know that a coach's sole focus is to help elite athletes achieve their maximum potential. Um, and my understanding is there are a lot of athletes out there who, that, you know, they, they, they need to peak at very specific times. A, 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 a runner who does 100 metres, for example, they may go a, a long part of their, their um, yearly, yearly routine without needing to peak at that exact moment, but then they've got to be on it you know, to, to win that gold medal. So how, how does how does that connection work? How, how does that translate into leadership in business? Because I'm guessing I'm, gu I'm guessing a leader needs to be on, on top of their game all of the time. But there are certain lessons they can take from elite sport to help them be even better. Is, is that essentially what those lessons Absolutely. are? Absolutely. I think there's there's a whole lot of levels within that, and and one um, I suppose uh, a leader um, being put in a position where they are actually able to be the coach, um, you know, so not so much a player coach, but really focused on um, you know the performance of their team members, and you know when you look at it, um, you know if you've got a full team of high performers, you've got a really high performing sort of business. So for from an organisational design perspective, it's assuring that the leaders actually have the room to actually focus on uh, people and the enablement of their people. Um, you know the biggest takeaway from you know Teresa talking about obviously coaches, but more broadly the organisation was the fact that you know culture is really important, and in their case was about um, you know, culture which is really focused on winning and everybody actually aligned, you know, strategically or from a goal-setting perspective, we're all here to win. Um, and, and Teresa talks quite openly, you know, if you're not there to win, then you're not, you know, you know, there's, there's no role for you or, or part for you to play on, on the, the Toronto Raptors there. Uh, but then having really clear goals uh, and at a player level, that's not only at an individual level but at a, at a group level and, and everybody actually knowing uh, where their role actually fits into the, the greater purpose. And, and and I think that's where the coach's role really sort of kicks in in the sense of, you know, well, this is where you are, this is what your actual goals are, this is the role you actually perform, uh, these are the areas that we're looking to actually uh, improve. Um, but actually having the, the athlete or in a business context, the team member take ownership for 
um, you know, their personal best and improving on, on all fronts and their contributions. So, you know, a really important role for a coach or a leader in, in a business context to, to, to make sure goals are set, people have ownership, um, people have the resources that they need to, to be fully enabled to perform to, to their maximum potential. Uh, and in, you know, business and, and even in the sports team, it's, it's, it's making sure you're looking at the, the whole person um, and, and supporting them. Um, and, and that's that whole coach sort of player or athlete relationship. It's the, the, the coach there to support them, be their best and, and, and taking that mentality into a business sense. So I, I do think the organisation and how they've structured their roles um, plays a really big part in leaders being able to, to perform, you know, that function for, for their high performing team members. In your opinion, how can businesses apply learnings from sports and, and science to improve performance? What are the what are the basics that organisations can focus on to to improve performance? You gave an example a moment ago that um, in in a in a sports setting, uh, everybody who joins that team and joins that club, whatever it might be, they're all there to to win. Okay, um, that that's almost an, an aggressive way of putting it it's right and it's certainly the same in, in in corporate world too but you know within the corporate world perhaps people are onboarded in, in perhaps a slightly gentler way as long as they understand that there is a mission there is a why i i think you're absolutely spot on like it all starts with the why um and you know purpose or that north star and yes it might be an elite sports team we're here to win um you know but every organization has that north star and the purpose and its role within the actual community so you know, starting with making sure everybody knows, um, you know, what they're there um, building towards or, or contributing to. Um, and, um, you know, that that's where when people are aligned with that perfectly, um, you know, you've got your greatest, um, you know, I suppose, success to, 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 to be, you know, heading in that kind of direction. Um, coming out of that, and this is what was really cool about uh, breaking down uh, Teresa's talk, well, it is starting actually with, you know, that that purpose. And yes, it might be very, uh, we're here to win. Um, but in, in business, um, you know, it, it could actually be serving the community, um, you know, um, um, and everybody understanding that's that's my my role. Um, then it's breaking it down through, you know, goals and, and alignment in the sense of, well, the, the broader team goals and your individual goals. Um, and then it's actually the development of that uh, individual, um, you know, to focus on executing those goals, um, but also removing the things that actually don't contribute to them. And, and this is where Teresa really brings around the high performance factor around um, greatest resource people, their greatest resource time. So the focus on time and optimization so that you know, all their activities are contributing to, you know, their individual goals and their their, their team goals um, and and connecting the dots all the way through. So the, the big thing there, it's like a well-oiled machine. It's, you know, very organised. Everybody is understanding of, of what they're actually doing. And, you know, at the heart of all that, obviously, is really open, transparent, you know, communication. Um, and, and, again, I think those themes are, are really things that, business actually knows. Uh, every business I talk to, you know, know that, you know, they, they've got to have their vision, mission, and, you know, they, they know purpose is really important and, and making sure everyone's aligned. And, you know, they know that people need goals and clear expectation. And they know they've actually got to develop people and, and help them be their best, um, you know, but, but 
stepping back from it and, and really analyzing how well are we actually doing that? Uh, where can we actually optimize that? Where are the actual roadblocks that's preventing someone being successful in their job? Um, you know, and, and now that we're also in a, in a remote workforce arrangement, um, well, well, how do we keep the same level of communication up that, you know, we might have had if we're sitting beside somebody uh, to make sure we just keep everybody, you know, well informed and moving towards that common goal, basically. And, and I think that's again when you step back from sport, it's just a really great, you know, lens to look at your own uh, operations and, you know, think through where can you actually optimise, where are those blockers, where are those things that aren't as well aligned, where are those pieces of work that people might be doing that actually don't necessarily fit into really what we're actually trying to achieve. So we can remove those things and focus on the important things and, um, you know, again, it's just a great opportunity for, for reflection. Okay, uh, continuing down the the, the use of um, comparisons with sport, just just for a moment, Rob. In in your opinion, is there ever still a place for a for a leader who perhaps reflects more of the the Alec Ferguson from Manchester United a, a, approach? You know, the, the disciplinarian, the the no nonsense, the my way or, or the highway approach. Or ha- have we have we generally moved past that now as organisations? And it needs to be more about collaboration and about two way conversations and and respecting the fact that you know. I, I can say this because I'm a millennial. Uh, that the mainstay of the, the workforce now are, are millennials or or Gen Zers, and and they they demand more autonomy and they demand more respect. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's about demand. I I just think. Um, yeah, I, I personally think we have moved. Uh, um, beyond, you know, leadership by authoritarian sort of style or, or, or discipline. Um, you know, we're a world of knowledge workers now where you're looking to, um, you know, create uh, the opportunity for, for for freedom and forward thinking and innovation and creativity. And, you know, if you, if you do look at one thing in sports, um, you know, it's very competitive. And, uh, you know, every, every time they, they go to compete, so to speak, um, everyone's trying to outdo them a different way. And uh, in commercial business, certainly uh, today, um, that is is really you know every daily activity where every business is competing against um, you know their their competitors. Um, you know the world becoming a global you know business market uh, means you know you could be like us, an Australian company, you know competing in Canada, US, um, you know um, the, the UK um, as much as Australia, New Zealand, and, and our own. Asia Pacific region, and you know, so the competitors' landscape is is very um, fast paced. So, you know, to, to stay ahead of the game, no different to sport, uh, it's looking for creativity, innovation, uh, always looking for that ability to optimize, to do more. Um, that also transfers into the not for profit space, and you know, in particularly around you know, if we just look at you know, care giving for for a, for a fact, um, you know, um, the more people they are, uh, that a carer can actually you know look after or the better care quality care that can be actually provided um, um, you know um, they're, they're serving their purpose even more so so uh, I, I think there's great opportunity to look for continuous improvement uh, because it just helps you deliver on whatever your mission actually is um, giving the today's knowledge worker um, you know that flexibility the, the freedom to innovate and contribute and collaborate uh, is, is always going to give you uh, a better outcome and you know it comes back to why we talk about diversity and inclusion um, um, you know our, our businesses should we're 
represent and reflect the communities uh, that we we work in and 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 people you know work as a big part of their life and feeling in, included um, is is just so important as well so you know respecting everyone's got something to contribute and and allowing them that opportunity um, yeah I, I think it's just important you know outside of you know uh, the the method as such okay thank you i'm going to pat myself on the back in just a moment ladies and gentlemen because i am going to be able to get in uh conversation about two other episodes two other hr chat episodes into this interview today because we we recently actually spoke at length with with your colleague rob uh, glenn donaldson about about ways that IntelliHR uses design thinking methods to to build yes. out better solutions for hr now then listeners uh, this is my way to encourage you to check out that episode with glenn but rob maybe you can help summarize a wee bit for us um, can you briefly share a bit about about that Ex- explain for example how rather than starting from zero the IntelliHR team starts with analysis of what exists to see how it can then become better and how how can leaders use that approach rob yeah look i think um and, and it started you know six seven years ago for our company and probably coming from a consulting perspective is is always looking to, to challenge the norm so to speak but you know when we're in, installing IntelliHR into to customers um it was about not wanting to take um you know, a current process or a bad process and, and build it into a software application. Um, so along comes design thinking as a concept and, you know, it's just a really cool way to get people to step back from what they're actually doing uh, and, and look at really the core things that they're actually looking to achieve by doing something uh, and, and taking away basically all the things that actually don't contribute to the ultimate outcome outcome so you know design thinking again allows you to collaborate with multiple people across an organization to get different viewpoints to understand truly what uh, a process like an onboarding process or a performance process is really easy to break down um you know we, we've got customer examples where we've taken them from a, a team member having 56 clicks um you know down to, to six clicks to do a performance review process and uh, thinking about the employee experience and the leader experience and really what you're actually trying to achieve you know say for example out of a, a performance review process allows you to get clarity over the important things that add value to that process so we work with our customers to to go through a design thinking exercise and you know going to talk to you about all the different um you know um some of them might almost seem like fun games but you know they're all exercises about to you know drawing out um the different stakeholders and different ideas around improving something so you know when we do put in hr into an organization um, adoption is really high People love the processes, but we've improved what people were doing and, and have it really focused on, on the outcomes. And you know, tying it back into Teresa's you know, uh, keynote there was about optimising and respecting you know, people's most valuable resources is time. So uh, design thinking is a great way to lift employee experience and get really good outcomes and, 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 and change and, and adapt and, and improve what you're doing. Okay, and just to follow up there on, on, on something you mentioned, uh, I think you said you worked with a client and you managed to get a performance management uh, appraisal process down from 56 clicks to, to six, I think is what you said. Yes. Um, what, 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 can, what can that do for, for engagement levels? What, what does that mean ultimately to, to a company's bottom line in terms of retention and engagement with their employees? Yeah, I, I think if you look at it just in the amount of effort that an employee needs to put into a review, 
review process, um, you know, so simplifying that. So, you know, uh, in this organisation, it actually took a lot of anxiety away from a review process because there wasn't this really big arduous process that they needed to do, you know, prior to sitting down and having a conversation with their actual leader. Um, so it actually takes away uh, when you can improve the employee experience, you know, in some cases, anxiety. Um, you know, our, our platform's all about giving everybody the information they need to do their best every single day. So, you know, transparency and improved communication, you know, through the processes is a really key thing as well. But yeah, as soon as you um, make something easier, uh, make it meaningful to that person, um, you know, they're going to engage with it. Um, you know, it's improving their experience with the organisation. Um, and, you know, let's face it, organisations are also in a competitive world uh, in around retaining people. Um, so if, if you can make, um, you know, the, the, the workplace a great place to be where everyone feels valued, everyone knows that they're contributing and feels that they're contributing and also feel respected through all the, the, the normal processes, I suppose, organisations go through to, to, to keep a focus and monitor and, and track performance, then, um, you know, it's, it's certainly a, a better workplace for, for all and, and people are in a great position to give their best as well. They're focusing on the most important things. Rob, we are already almost at the end of this interview. I know you're going to be shocked. You're like, no, Bill, let's do this for another two hours. <laughs> and kind of a wrap-up question. So I'm going to challenge you, Rob, to answer in 60 seconds or less. From it, Rob's like, oh no. Uh, from some of the some of the lessons you've shared with us today around how how leaders within organisations can take lessons from uh, pro sport. What is what is one or two pieces of advice that you'd like leave our listeners with today? Yeah, again, I think it comes back to basics. And uh, every organisation, every HR person, every leader knows the things that they, they need to do for high performance. Um, you know, so to me, it's about, you know, just the focus on enablement, focus on the optimization of processes and, you know, the removal of blockers for people to be able to do their best. Um, and sometimes, you know, that is in around making sure they have the, the tools they need, uh, making sure they're adequately incentivized, um, you know, for the work that they actually do. Um, and of course, actually develop their skills and capabilities, um, you know, so, so they, they actually are at that sort of leading edge of, of capability to execute the role. Um, you just can't go past, you know, how important, um, you know, culture is, alignment with the organisation uh, and its actual purpose, uh, and then the clarity through, um, you know, goal setting, not only at an individual level but at a, at a team level, uh, and, and everyone holding each other um, accountable for the delivery of those and just the heart of it, um, communication, communication. So as HR professionals, how can we actually better create more meaningful conversations between team members and leaders uh, to, to keep everybody actually on the same page? But um, I, I think it's, you know, it's just get back to the basics. We, we know it all uh, and it's just breaking it all down in terms of what it means for our organisation, our people, our culture, our purpose. Um, and, um, you know, then the organisation and everybody in the organisation will, will, will be their best. Okay, that was close enough to 60 seconds. 
What 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 an elite <laughs> athlete you are, sir. Uh, and and, and just, just finally for today, Rob, how, how can our listeners connect with you personally? So whether that's through LinkedIn, Twitter, maybe all over TikTok because you're super cool. And also how can we learn more about uh Intelligent HR? Well, I'm sorry to say I'm not on TikTok. Um, uh, but look, um, yeah, look, definitely can find me on LinkedIn, Rob Bramage, um, yeah, founder and, and CEO of Intelli HR. Um and um certainly uh feel free to uh reach out and, and connect with me through through LinkedIn and IntelliHR. Um, yeah, you can see our website at uh, IntelliHR, I-N-T-E-L-L-I-H-R.com. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Rob Ramage, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. It was awesome to, to chat with you, Bill. Thanks for having me. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working and please do continue to stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.